comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? It is NBA Finals Game 1 day. Happy, you know, congratulations to everybody for making it here. Let's make some goddamn money. My name is Jason Gold. This is Gambling with Gold. This is episode 81, and I'm joined, as always, by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how you doing today? I'm doing great, dude. It's uh, Game 1, man. We, uh, we made, as you said, we made it. I love the NBA Finals. It's my best it's my favorite time of the year. I love Super Bowl, but like there's something about seven game series and just the I don't know, the energy of the of the series. We have two of the best teams with the Warriors and the uh and the Boston Celtics. So, I think it's going to be some great fucking hoops and I can't wait to uh get into it. Um man, this has been a busy time of the year. I can't wait till we can start talking about NFL stuff, but like part of me is also like like thank you like we we can actually take a break from basketball and then spend all time on football but um it's winding down now so bittersweet i guess uh in case anyone has not heard all of dan's analysis go over to the action network i listen to him on the the action network podcast as we call it the tan uh moving up in the world yeah (laughs) that was awesome you had a bunch of great bets there some of which i'm sure that you will uh bestow upon us today on this podcast also hosting buckets. I know you got a bunch of information going on over there with all the bets for the NBA Finals. So make sure to check that out on the Action Network. So before we get into Game One, I want to talk about the series as a whole. Sort yeah. of your analysis of what you think is going to happen right now. Golden State minus one sixty, Celtics plus one thirty. However, a lot of the numbers would suggest that the Celtics should be the favorite in this. I know ESPN had some ludicrous. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they, they messed up some spreadsheet there that says that the Celtics have an 86% chance to win the series. Um, yeah, that's not going to fucking happen. Those numbers are not realistic. Clearly, <laughs> Vegas thinks differently. I'm not saying the Celtics don't have a chance to win, but 84% or 86%, that's eh, a little dicey. So from your perspective, what do you expect to see in this series, maybe starting at game one and then as we progress throughout the series? Yeah, I think game one, um, a lot of the NBA analysts out there are, are definitely riding the Warriors in game one, and rightfully so. Um, they're 21 and two straight up in their, what, since 2015, I believe, um, since this run first started with this Warriors squad here. Um, and in game ones, they're just, they've just been spectacular. Um, and so, you know, I, I can't, I don't know that I can buy the Celtics coming out with a victory on the road in game one after coming off two grueling seven game series, but I don't know that I'm totally sold on the Warriors totally winning the series, man. Like I think that the Celtics are a perfect matchup for them. They can switch everything. They have a post presence that, you know, outside of Kavon Looney and sometimes Draymond Green, the Warriors really don't have. And I, I think that we could see Jason Tatum emerge as the best player in this series. Now that's primarily because while Steph Curry is the odds on favorite to win MVP, because the public wants Steph to get this MVP award. Um, Marcus smart is probably the best defender that you could have in this stage to defend against Steph Curry. So um, if he's neutralized in any way, I think that that's an edge certainly to the Celtics. And if Jalen Brown can step up, um, I think we could see the Celtics actually surprise people and, and get the victory here. Now, 86% 86% chance. I don't know what ESPN is smoking on that one. Um, but I, I do like the Warriors here just because mainly if we're talking a seven game series, if they can 
take game one, there's a very high probability that they're going to win the series. Just, you know, if you look at the math of the NBA finals over the years, but then if this goes long and this goes potentially to a game seven, I love that advantage also for the Warriors. So um, my early pick was for this game uh, was for the series to go at least seven games at plus 210. Um, I, I do think that these teams are, this is going to be a battle between two really good defensive teams and teams that also struggle offensively at times too. Um but then also there's tons of series props that I like, but uh, we can get into that later. Um, but I do think that this series is going to go long and that it's going to be very competitive. I kind of want to hear the series props off the top and then we'll get okay. into game one. So what are you kind of yeah. looking at for series props? I know that you had a bunch that were, you know, total rebounds, total assists, stuff like that, that you like. So throw yeah. them out there. I'm ready to bet. Yeah. So I like Clay Thompson to uh, lead the series in three pointers made. It's a bit of a spicy take considering that he's been very inconsistent over the course of this postseason. Um, but he's not that far off from Steph Curry. And if Steph is going to be the main threat to this um, to this series price or to him winning this three-point contest, um, I, I think it's going to be him. You know, there's a small margin between them. Steph's averaging 3.8. Clay's averaging 3.6. Jason Tatum could also be an intriguing play here. Uh, but I think this is really going to be a play off of the Celtics primarily trying to focus on Steph Curry, ball reversals, and and Clay Thompson being ultimately the guy that's going to be left in a corner. Maybe he throws a pump fake, knocks down the three. Uh, I think, despite Clay being um, inconsistent throughout the playoffs, I think he shows up in the NBA Finals here, and I think he's a good bet at uh, four to one to to be the to lead the series in three pointers made. I think that's extremely good value. That's only implying a nineteen percent chance. I think he's way higher than that. I probably put that closer to like 25, maybe even 30. All right. Uh, I know that you also had a total rebounds one. I think you were yeah. looking at Al Horford. What's your take on that? Big one? Al, big Al. Yeah. So I think this is going to be about a minute's play. You know, Robert Williams is the second, um, I believe his second, or sorry, Kevon Looney is second odds on favorite to win it. And then you have Robert Williams and then you have Draymond Green. Um, I really like Al Horford though at plus 135 because He's going to be on the court no matter whether the Celtics play big or small. And we've seen over the last two series that Al Horford has been their most consistent rebounder at over 9.6 over those two, the course of those last two uh, series. Um, and I also think, you know, despite their ability to switch everything, I, I think Al Horford is going to have a lot of opportunities to grab these loose balls or these, these missed three point attempts. Um, he's going to be all over the court, and I think he's going to be extremely important for the Celtics if they're going to remain competitive in the series. He's going to have to hit the glass. He's going to have to play very good defense. Two things that he does very well. Um, and if he scores, that's just a bonus for the Celtics. I kind of like this angle because I do think that the both teams, especially the Warriors, are going to go really small in the series. I think yeah. that Looney's going to be a little bit neutralized from a minutes perspective. Exactly. And that puts that put Horford in a really great spot. And Horford's the only guy, as you said, that's probably not small. That's not going to come off the court. He's still going to play his 30, 35 minutes a game. So exactly. I definitely like that angle as we get further into the series. Right. Uh, and I'll talk about a prop that I kind of like associated with that a little bit down the road for game one. Lastly, I know that you were looking at Marcus Smart to lead the series in assists. What's your angle on that? I know in his first two games against the Warriors this year, he's averaged eight assists. My only concern on that is how much effort is he going to have to expend on the defensive end trying to trail Curry? But otherwise, I get it. He's played really well against the Warriors in the past. Yeah, I think that's a great point that you brought up. And I think most of his focus and energy is going to be on defending Steph Curry, fighting through those screens, off ball. Um, but I also think that the Celtics' success has also been primarily because he's been the facilitator and the engine of the offense. Um, I think that there's going to be opportunities where, you know, 
on the Warriors side of the ball, who are the, what's their main responsibility? Stopping Jason Tatum and, and potentially Jalen Brown here. But I think that there's going to be some ball reversals. There's going to be opportunities where they're going to swing. He's going to penetrate, dish, find that extra pass, the kick out. Um, he played extremely well against the Warriors this year, and I don't think he's going to take the foot off the gas in this stage, in this moment, after he played such a pivotal role and then beating the Miami Heat. And he's averaging 6.2 assists in the course of the playoffs. That's not far that far off of Draymond Green, who is the assist leader for the Warriors. Um, Steph Curry could possibly be a nice play here, too, if he's going to be deferring more with Marcus Smart on him so much. But I think that there's value at three to one for Marcus Smart, just off the sheer numbers, how much he's going to be playing and how much he's going to have the ball in his hands. So a couple other, maybe this will factor into more game props, more than serious yeah. props, but I'm wondering from a defensive perspective from the Celtics. So you said they're, they're probably going to switch everything. It's one of the reasons that they yeah. may go small. It's one of the reasons that sure. maybe Grant, Grant Williams doesn't see himself in the lineup as much. Maybe Robert Williams too. They go to more Derek White type lineups. Are they going to be switching everyone? Or are they just going to let Marcus Smart go after Steph, try to fight through screens? Yeah, I, I think that they're going to. So that's the thing. I, I think that they trust in Marcus to make that decision of when it's appropriate to switch and when he's going to fight through. Um, there's been several different plays, you know, that I've seen throughout Twitter of just examples of how tightly Marcus Smart is on his hip at every at every moment. And, um, you know, in terms of the going smaller, I actually think that Grant Williams will play a factor here with that smaller lineup. It's going to be Robert Williams, the one that, that I think is eventually going to be uh, neutralized because he doesn't play out in the perimeter that well. He's a bit slow footed, great in the post and, and extremely good defensively um, on help defense. But, you know, if he gets lost out there on an Island with like Jordan Poole, he's going to cook him and go right to the hoop. So I think Grant Williams actually plays a little bit better um, in those moments. And he could also guard Draymond Green. He can guard multiple positions. Um, so I think Grant Williams will actually play a factor here. And I might even be actually interested in, in looking in as the series as the series wears on and he gets more minutes, uh, looking into some of his three-point props as well, because he's been um, kind of an unsung hero uh, for that Celtics team, getting them buckets off the bench. Okay, last point I have on the defensive, I guess, scheme for the Celtics is going to be if they are going to go ahead and switch everyone and they're going to sell out to try and get maybe Clay in the corner and Steph yeah. wherever he goes, is there an advantage to playing player props or point props over on guys like Poole and Wiggins who may find themselves slashing, getting easy buckets. And if the Warriors are really going to go small, that's the lineup that they're, they're going to go for. Absolutely. And I think one of the, the series props that I like um, the most is actually Jordan Poole to score more than 15.8, to average more than 15.8 points in this series. I think he's going to be one of the biggest X factors along with Andrew Wiggins here for the Warriors. Wiggins because he gives you the defensive intensity, but he's also going to be the guy that's going to be left on the island after all the rotations that he's going to have to make a play. Um, but also, you know, he could also, you know, Matt Moore was talking about on the tan pod, you know, he's averaged six and a half rebounds over the course of the, of the postseason. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets left there amongst all those switches, getting these loose ball rebounds, he could end up being a series leader um, in rebounds. So uh, his line is currently at six rebounds. I like that over um, at even money. But, you know, you're right. Jordan Poole is going to be the guy I think is going to benefit here. I think he's going to have the opportunity to not only play with the second unit and take advantage of those mismatches, but then he'll also be in the game in the fourth quarter where he'll possibly get like a mismatch where he can blow by someone like an Al Horford um, and become that third threat. If Steph is locked down, Clay gets gets um, closed out on, you swing it one more, guess what? You got Jordan Poole wide open for a three. So I really like Jordan Poole in this series um, to get buckets. And he dropped... 
eight, I believe, in their last meeting. Um, he didn't really play much in the first game. So I, I think that he certainly is a is a person that could elevate this offense if uh, the main guys don't do it. So Poole is averaging – I was doing some research this morning. For Crazy. Me, he doesn't. He's averaging 24 points a game in his first three games of every playoff series, so games one through three. And Before, averaging eight, 18 off the bench in the playoffs already. Like, he's a guy, man. He's a guy. 15.8 for the series. I got to take the over. I am really interested if – if we're going to say that Steph is going to struggle a little bit just because of the defensive pressure and Smart's sure. going to be there or whatever, and the Warriors are going to win the series. Now, this might be a lifetime achievement award for Steph for the NBA <laughs> Finals MVP, right? Like, it doesn't matter how he plays. It just seems like, all right, let's give Steph one who deserves it at this point. Yeah, but yeah. But if he's not going to, I know that you are a little interested in maybe a clay angle, but I'm kind of yeah. interested maybe in a Wiggins or a pool angle, maybe specifically Wiggins kind of in that, 2015 Iguodala, all time, he's going to play 40 minutes a game. And if he puts up, you know, 20, 21 points a game, maybe he just has the series of his life and he ends up as the MVP. I don't know. Seems like a nice long shot. Dude, I, I actually really like the long shot there. And my justification for Clay was more so because if this goes long, I think Clay will have his moments. And I, he, yeah, something that tells me that Clay is going to play better than he's been playing. But I, as a hedge, I really like. So I, I'm on the Warriors side right now. I, I lean Warriors. My hedge mainly is Jason Tatum, um, because if they, if the Celtics win, it's going to be able to strengthen him. It's going to be Tatum, yeah. It, and and then on, but on the Warriors side, if it's not Steph, then who is it? Who's the other person? I like the angle for Wiggins just for how he played. I mean, you can make the case that he should have been Western Conference. MVP, yep. right? So if he continues that play and he's the guy that's always left open along with Poole, it's it's not it's not that hard of an argument to make. And I think they have longer odds than than Clay Thompson at 14 to 1. So if you're going for the long shot, I, I see total justification in it. I'm just banking on Clay having a couple of those clay games that might sway the media narrative to, oh man, remember when he went off in game six again for 40 yep. points, type of thing. Um but I could also see the same argument being made for Poole, who comes out, cooks in game one, cooks in game two, maybe struggles on the road a little bit, comes back game five, does it again. Like, the man's un unconscious at home. So I, I could see that. And Wiggins could just maintain that high consistency floor, much like Andre Iguodala did some years ago, uh, to kind of win over the voters over Steph. So, yeah, I think that there's there's value in, in betting against Steph if you think yeah. he's going to struggle. The game six, if the Warriors are up three two and they go to Boston and Clay has a Clay game in game six, I mean that I totally understand that angle. I get where you're coming from. It's a reach though. Uh, it's definitely a reach, but that's why I'm paying for the fourteen to one sprinkle here. All right, uh, all right. Let's get into game one a little bit. Warriors minus three and a half total sitting at two thirteen and a half. Sharps definitely seem to be on the Warriors in game one. Some combination of longer rest. They're at home the experience, they're not going to have any nerves going into a, a NBA Finals game. They've played in basically every single one yeah. uh, in the last six years or eight years. So um, I don't know. I, I think the Warriors, too. I think the Celtics are going to be a little shell-shocked walking into uh, the Chase Center. Like, wow, this is a huge moment. They're going to take it all in. But the Warriors will be like, we've been here literally every time. We're, we're good. We're ready. Uh, come out strong. And I think it's going to be more on – I think the Celtics' defensive adjustments – will you know take them through the rest of the series and make this a lot closer but i think game one is going to take them some time to wind up and get going yeah that's interesting so i have a couple angles on this game 
for one, I'm totally on the Warriors full game spread minus minus three and a half. The rest advantage is definitely to the Warriors, but you know, they tend to start out a little bit slow. And I can't help but acknowledge the fact that Boston's actually been really good in the first half throughout this postseason, especially on the road. They're eight and one this postseason against the spread on the road. And with the Warriors potentially like, you know, we're, we're talking about this rest advantage, but there also could be a rest disadvantage kind of getting out of rhythm to start a game. Um, I could see a, a, a way that this game could kind of start out very hot for the Boston Celtics. They're still rolling from playing off that game seven, and maybe they lose steam by the third quarter, which is, you know, ironically, always when the Warriors tend to go off. Right. So yeah. um, I'm going to sprinkle like a half unit on the Boston first half um, at plus one and a half. But then I'm going to play the Warriors minus three and a half, just considering, as I mentioned before, since 2015, 21 and two straight up um, in game ones as single digit home favorites. Dubs are nine and two covering at a considerable margin of seven and a half points. So, yeah, I, I can't not bet the Warriors. But at the same time, I'm like, I think that there's a little bit of value in betting the Boston Celtics really early in this game. I get it. Uh, what do you think of the total two thirteen and a half? So I feel like based on the. Celtics series against the Heat. This total is probably down a little bit from where it should yeah. be. I think it's going to be a little bit more free flowing than we expect, at least in Game One, before all the defensive adjustments come in. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard for me to bet on this over initially, just because I think these teams are going to start a little bit slow. They're going to take time to get adjusted, and then we'll see this explosion as like the second half goes. So, in terms of the game total, I'd probably bet that live. I'd feel more comfortable doing that, seeing how the first quarter shakes out. We know that the, the third quarter is really when the Warriors tend to wake up. So maybe it's a second half over type of thing um, and maybe first half under. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable with 212 out the gates. Um, but if I was to have a lean, I think it would be on the under. Okay. Uh, any player props that you're interested in tonight for game one? Yeah, you know, Steph Curry, three and a half, three pointers. I'm going to take the over on that mainly because it's the price. Uh, so I got it at minus 120. I'd put this probably closer to like minus 145, 150. Um, mainly because like, you know, Steph actually has a pretty strong track record of, of knocking down threes against the Boston Celtics. He's done it in six of his last seven games. The one game that he didn't do it is the one that he left after 14, 14 minutes and Marcus Smart diving into his ankle. I think he's going to be a little bit pissed. I think he's going to remember that. He didn't act like he was, it was a dirty play, um, like Steve Kerr was saying. But um, I think Steph at home um, in the first game one, wanting that, that, that MVP trophy, I think he's going to come out firing. So at that price, I'll pay that. Usually that's three and a half juice to like minus 160. So that's just a value play. Um, I don't want to be on too many Boston overs, but the one guy I do like is Marcus Smart at 24 and a half PRA. Um, he's just been, he's averaged 32.1 against the Golden State Warriors this year. And I think he's going to have a hell of a game, man. Like, like you said, he, much of his energy could be expended on the defensive end. But I think he's going to impact this game. He's going. He's been a scorer over the last couple of series, averaging over you know 15 points a game, um, and he's has a track record of, of of dishing it out, man. At eight dimes in the first two regular season games, this is definitely a different stage. But I think he's ready for the moment, and um, I think he's going to have a really good. I think he's going to be one of those those guys that steps up when other people may not, uh, like Jalen Brown, who I um, I'm also under 24 and a half on him for the series. So Marcus Smart strikes me as a guy who does not give a shit about the moment. 
He's like <laughs> right. fully headstrong. He doesn't care. <laughs> like the ultimate irrational confidence guy. But like in a, it, like J.R. Smith was the bad way. This is kind of like the good way most of the time. That's until a great you can do, point. Until you get into a game seven when you're like, yeah, I'll take every shot down the stretch, and you're up thirteen with three minutes left. Right. Like, okay, okay, Marcus, maybe you don't need Show to Marcus. shoot every. T- yeah, but but most of the time it ends up pretty good. There's a reason he was uh, DPOY. Um, so my, my props for today, Kevon Looney under nine and a half rebounds, Draymond Green over six and a half rebounds. I like uh, that. the over six and a half rebounds was minus 120. So basically the theory here is they're going to go smaller. They're going to do it early. Looney doesn't play as much and Draymond is going to have to become that guy who grabs rebounds. I'll take right. his over at six and a half. And I bet Marcus Smart over five and a half assists. We just I kind like of that. talked about it. So, mm-hmm. uh, before we head out of here, two things, serious prediction, MVP, and then I'm going to put up the uh, Daily Dozen props for today and get your quick take on those. Warriors in seven, Steph Curry MVP. All righty. Let's get these props on the board. Go through it for Daily Dozen game one of the NBA final. So if you go and join this, you have until 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you enter and you follow our rules on Instagram, you will be eligible for a Yana signed jersey. We will be getting hey. that out either tonight or tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, let's get into the props. Jason Tatum, total points, 28 and a half. Under. Steph Curry, total made threes, three and a half. I know you're going over. You already said so. Going up. Draymond Green, total rebound, six and a half. Obviously, I'm on the over. How do you feel about that one? I'm riding with you. We going over. All right. Derek White, total assist, two and a half. Ooh, Derek White. I'm going to go under. Okay, so my I went over on this. Uh, he's over an eight of his last 11 when he plays at least 20 minutes in the game. So do you nope. think that he will play 20 minutes in this series? Do you think he will be utilized as he has been against the Miami Heat? They're going to need him, I think, in that three-guard front with the Warriors. So I think he's going to get the minutes. That's a, that's a good call. All right, Al Horford total rebounds, eight and a half. Ooh, this is one I was going to bet, too. I'm going to go over Al on that one. I also have the ovaries. Four of his last five hitting the over, and if Golden State goes small, he's going to be the beneficiary on the rebounding. Absolutely end. agree. Andrew Wiggins, total points, 16 and a half. Wiggins, Knight. Ooh, 16? Wish this was 15. Yeah. I'm going to go... I'm going to go over. That's how you know it's a good line in Vegas when we're both like, eh, 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 eh. yeah, okay. I I went over too because again I think he'll be the beneficiary X-factor. of the way that the, the, mm-hmm. the way that the Celtics are going to play defense. I think he's going to end up with a lot of easy layups and slashing. So Grant Williams total points seven and a half. I took the under on this one. I know that you think the Williams is going to play more than I do in this series though. Um, not just yet. I feel comfortable taking the under on this. I think we're going to see Robert Williams out there for at least twenty five. Okay, so Grant Williams is someone to monitor later in the series when they actually go through the defensive switches, whatever. Right. Okay. Uh, Jalen Brown total made threes, two and a half. Got to go over, man. He's hit this way too consistently over the course of the postseason. His two uh, games versus the Warriors this year, he attempted seven and eight. So two and a half seems like uh, a good number to hit the over here. Three of eight tonight sounds about right. Jordan Poole total points, 15 and a half. Going over. All right, I am also on the over for the same reason we've talked about three times on this podcast already. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Mooney, total rebounds, nine and a half. I'm on the under. I'm riding with you. I'm going under on that. All right, two more left on the board. Clay Thompson, total steals, 0. 0.5. It is He's minus get- 160 in Vegas. He's definitely getting one on Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown always has those one that one bad turnover of the day. 
Not only did you call the over, you called the player that he's going to do it against. That's spicy, <laughs> my friend. I love that. All right, last one. We already kind of talked about it. Marcus Smart, total assist. We're both going over five and a half. We're tonight. going over. All right. That does it for Gambling with Gold, episode 81, NBA Finals, game one, betting preview. Dan, I appreciate it. Good luck with all of your bets tonight. Let's go make some money, people. Let's and get we'll it. talk later, probably next week, and analyze where we are probably halfway through the series. So until then, good luck with all your bets, and we will talk to you soon. See ya. Peace.